Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Jeff Sheldon of Ugmonk. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Sure. Thanks for having me on. So Jeff, you have created a product called Gather, the minimal modular organizer that cuts clutter. Please tell our audience all about your awesome product and the backstory on creating this killer product. Yeah, well, it's been a, a long process to get to this point, but uh, the response to the Kickstarter so far has been blowing all of my expectations away. But Gather is basically a desk organizer that's completely customizable and made from premium materials. Something that actually looks nice when it's sitting on your desk, as opposed to it being an eyesore or being some cheap kind of office organizer. And I designed it for myself through over the course of the last three years, kind of on and off working on prototypes and refining it and getting to the point where it's finally ready for production. And then when I launched it, there was obviously, you know, my audience and then a lot of people outside of even the Ugmonk audience that are backing it and uh, enjoying it. Yeah, dude, you got it fully funded in like 47 minutes, I think. You know, now you're over $200,000 in capital raised. I mean, you did $100,000 in less than 24 hours. What uh, what led to such success? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing that I think a lot of people miss if they don't haven't followed the Ugmonk brand or, or what I've been doing is I'm calling it the eight-year overnight success because I've been doing this for uh, eight, almost nine years, designing and launching products not on Kickstarter, but just through my own e-commerce store. And I've built up a really loyal following and, and email list to the point where it's like I was teasing teasing this and, and showing them gather ahead of time. And then as soon as I said, you know, Kickstarter is live, uh, people just went nuts. And I was hoping that we would fund it quickly, but I had no idea it would be 47 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy, right? When you build up that crowd over months, years in your instance, uh, in terms of wetting the anticipation of a product launch, you know, when people believe in your brand and the products that you guys have obviously been producing and developing over the years, uh, it's great to, you know, obviously see those fruits of those labors happen so quickly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's really rewarding uh, to see it validated by, you know, people say, oh, that looks awesome. I would back that or I would buy that. But then like, you know, people don't always put their money where their mouth is. So to see people actually backing it and, and actually really wanting it and, and seeing that it solves a need for so many other people uh, was the really, you know, that's the best part. So let's talk about when you were creating Gather. What, what did that process look like? You mentioned doing all the different prototypes. You know, how did you go about deciding what pieces to include in the design and 
you know, things that would resonate with the target audience outside of, you know, selfishly making it for yourself to begin with? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 base, the basic concept of the organizer stayed similar from the beginning all the way to the end, but I did refine a lot of the which pieces were going to go along the top. And, and for, for people listening, it's basically a long base made out of solid wood, and the top pieces are going to be injection-molded plastic that uh, snap into the top and can be rotated and moved and positioned. But those, so those modular pieces... We, you know, went through a few different iterations to get the phone stand right and to get different pieces dialed in. And then the, the second phase of it was thinking about how can this be even more modular, where I added the magnets on the side, the coaster attachment and the headphone stand attachment. That really got me thinking more along the modular expandability concept. And it evolved to the point where now it's like I can continue designing things, extensions and add-ons and additions that all go along with this same system, which is pretty cool. So what made you decide to launch the product on Kickstarter? Yeah, a couple of different things. And, and I'm glad I did. Even though I've been in business for a while and I've been launching products, it was less about the funding, although it was about actually the, the funding for the injection molded parts and the tooling was part of it. And the product validation is important because I didn't want to have a thousand of these sitting in our warehouse and, and never sell them. So, but the main the main thing was really to just reach a new audience with this product, a, a, an audience that's outside of my own, and to to see if it resonates with a, a larger group of people, which it obviously has so far, and I think it's changing the trajectory of our whole business. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looks like that. I mean, you've got backers pretty well spread out around the U.S., San Fran, L.A., New York, Seattle, Chicago, but then you've got quite a few international from Singapore, London, Sydney. Um, you know, so getting great, you know, coverage around the world. How have you gone about receiving and responding to the feedback from the thousands of backers that you have now? Yeah, I've basically just been heads down managing all of that since we launched uh, emails, messages, you know, Twitter. Every time I get posted on a, a blog or something, I'm trying to be there to answer questions. And even though it's crazy right now, I feel like as the creator and as the designer, there's nothing better than to, to clarify people's concerns or answer any questions that people have while it's still fresh and still hot. So I've been just trying to hustle as much as I can to, to, to be there and respond and dedicate all my time to this because, uh, yeah, it's a big moment for us. Absolutely. So how long did you spend? I know you said this was a, an overnight success over the course of the last 3,000 days. Uh, but, you know, in terms of preparing for the crowdfunding campaign itself, what were some of the action items that you really, you know, took and dug in on that have, you know, helped you overly fund this campaign so greatly? Um, I think we started really seriously getting the those action items in line and, and crossed off about maybe six to nine months ago. We even started concepting the video. We were actually hoping to launch this way sooner, but as you know, manufacturing and, and all of the prototyping process can always take longer. But once we, we started kind of figuring out the concept and the story we wanted to tell, started writing the script for the video and, and thinking about how we want to present the product and different you know, reward levels and all that. And then the last three months have been much more intense getting those action items crossed off and, and ready to launch and starting to tease it to our newsletter, our email newsletter list and, and social media. And then when we launched, uh, everything was in place and went really as smooth as it could be. I mean, I, I was bracing for, for something to go wrong or, you know, Kickstarter to go down or something, but it, it, was, it was a really smooth launch. 
Killer. So what do you think was the number one factor that helped your project fund in 47 minutes? Uh, I mean, it has to be the, the, you know, the captive audience that I've already built. You know, launching something on Kickstarter with no audience is really, really hard because you're just hoping that you get discovered. You know, we weren't advertising. We're still, we haven't actually done ads up until this point, which we may try and get into to, to take it to the next level. But this is, you know, the captive audience, letting them kind of open the gates and letting them go back this thing was the, was the number one thing, but also just the need for their product. Like I think there's enough people that care about how something looks and how it functions, um, not just one or the other that, you know, it's really resonating with. Absolutely. So you guys got the number one spot on product hunt. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that. That was, uh, I actually thought we might've missed the boat on that because I posted it on product hunt, which is a, you know, a site that posts about the new startups and products of the day. And we didn't get a ton of traffic there, which was fine, but I was hoping, you know, that was the one thing I was hoping to to try and get some attention from. And then the next day when I woke up, we were, uh, you know, in the top three or almost to the top one and the word had spread and people were upvoting and commenting and you know, I jumped in there and started answering questions. And then we, we got to the number one spot. And, you know, that, that brought a lot of attention and traffic to more of a, a tech savvy audience, you know, people that are sitting at desks that would want this thing. Absolutely. We love Product Hunt. We're actually going to be hosting one of their uh, events here in Charlotte at our headquarters. So uh, looking forward oh, to nice. our continued partnership with those guys. Yeah. So in terms of product and manufacturing, I know you had mentioned a little bit of that. Talk to our audience a little bit about some of the pain points that you've had, you know, that potentially could help alleviate those for future entrepreneurs looking to launch their product on Kickstarter. So coming from an apparel background where I'm doing mostly soft goods on my main site, Ugmonk, those are extremely simple compared to doing a full-on, you know, industrial design product. And I had been working with a bunch of different shops here in the U.S., just small woodworking shops and CNC shops and I didn't know what materials I wanted to make this thing out of. And, uh, you know, as it started developing, I started to realize like I was up against a price ceiling of what it would actually cost to produce with a small little, you know, two man shop making these Um, were to the point where it wouldn't even make sense to launch on Kickstarter because we wouldn't be able to scale. And then, you know, just figuring out I didn't know much about processes like injection molding and, and the things that you have to do from the design side to, to make that possible and the draft angles and all that. So I, I think it was, you know, it was a learn by doing and just asking a lot of questions, talking to as many different people in different industries that I could. Uh, I talked to people that do ceramic and people that do, you know, milling and wood and then plastics. And, and I think I just, I, you know, I've really picked everyone's brain that I possibly could and, and looked online for as much information about the different processes. And yeah, now the, the partner that I'm working with, they, have a lot of knowledge and they come from a consumer product background. So they're able to give a lot of insight and advice there. So in speaking of advice and insight, what's the uh, biggest thing that you've learned throughout the whole process of launching this campaign on Kickstarter? Oh man, Uh, to sum that up, I guess I would just say that, you know, crowdfunding is definitely alive and well. I was a little skeptical of of Kickstarter just because, well, I, I mean, I like Kickstarter. I back projects all the time. But I was skeptical that people were jaded because of project creators that kind of screw their backers out of rewards or they disappear and people get really upset. So I was wondering if it was actually going to prohibit um, Gather from being, you know, t- from taking off. But you know, seeing how big of a momentum swing and how many people get on board through Kickstarter, 
was just like the most exciting thing because now it's like, oh, what else can I launch here? You know, what else can I do with this? This type of launch is is a really fun way to do it. So in talking about what what's next, I mean, what what's going to happen when the project ends? Are you looking to launch future projects and products on Kickstarter now? Possibly. My brain is spinning with all sorts of other ideas. I, I mean, I have a list of other products that complement Gather in different ways. Whether or not I take them to Kickstarter or not, I'm not sure because we're still, you know, only 10 or so days into our campaign. And um, it'll be interesting to see where where this ends up. But I want to, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of other stuff I want to execute product-wise and, uh, and then possibly take it to an even bigger level and, you know, sell retail and those type of things. Absolutely. So what one piece of advice would you give to someone else looking to kickstart their product on crowdfunding? Mm, it's hard to sum it in one, but I'll say make sure your video is really, really dialed in and don't skimp on the quality. Solid advice, Jeff. This is going to get us into our launch round. We're going to rapid fire a few questions at you. You good to go? All right, here we go. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Designing products that other people would like as much as I do. If you could have a beer with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Seth Godin. What would be your first question for Mr. Godin? Uh, oh, man, this is tough. Um, what would his advice be for me as a company in the next five years? What business book would you recommend to our listeners? It's not technically a business book, but it's essentialism. I thought you were going to go with the purple cow. Purple Cow is good. I mean, okay, all of Seth Godin's books are like an, an understood there. <laughs> Fair enough. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully still designing uh, and selling products the same way that I'm doing it now. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it looks bright uh, knowing what happened in the last 10 days. I think there's, there's, we're just now getting the scratching the surface. Indeed. Jeff, you've been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy a Gather. Yeah, so you can find Gather just at ugmonk.com slash gather. That's U-G-M-O-N-K dot com slash gather. That'll send you to the Kickstarter page if you're listening to this short or while the Kickstarter is still running. And uh, you can find me online at ugmonk pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Jeff, you've been great. Audience, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all of the show notes, the full transcript, links to the campaign, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.